Hello, Steven Universe fans, and welcome back to another episode of the AfterBuzz TV Steven Universe After Show. We are covering the tail end of the biggest Steven bomb I think we've ever had, episodes 101 through 106, and we will see you after the opening. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. What I'm really impressed about is that Megan knew the name of this piece. I, you know, I gotta be honest with you, I didn't know it had a name other than the Looney Tunes theme. It's from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There's a part where they're singing it in the bar, and Josh oh, Doom points yeah. out Deliver what the record line. is. Deliver the line. The merry-go-round broke down. What a loony selection for a bunch of drunken reprobates. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're doing it for Kindergarten Kid, which is the official start of fe- season four for Steven Universe. And let's face it, it was a Roadrunner cartoon. It was a Roadrunner cartoon. It was beautiful. It was a Roadrunner cartoon. It was a thing of wonder and glory. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Steven Universe. We are covering the last bit of season three and the beginning of season four. So we got episodes 101 through 106, Beta, Earthlings, Back to the Moon, Bubbled, Kindergarten Kid, and Know Your Fusion. Because Cartoon Networks believes in feast or famine over here. Yeah. Joining me is the wonderful Emma Fife. Welcome back. Thanks. It's nice to be back for my week at the beach. I felt very, like, in touch with the Stephen kind of world, because Beach City, you know. Anyway. (laughs) I wanted to go with you. It was great. It was (laughs) totally great. Uh, Yes, I'm Emma Fife. You can find me all over the internet at my name, which is Emma Fife. The glorious <laughs> Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you can tweet at me at the Mangwin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaje. That's K I A X E T. We have our hashtag ABTVSU. We have the live chat up. So if you have something fun to say, something you want to talk about for these episodes, uh, leave a comment, put it in the hashtag, let us know, and you may well get a shout out. We have a lot of content, you guys. We do. <laughs> we so many things to talk about. We had a science fiction double feature on Monday. And the, the thing about Steven Universe episodes, and I was talking with Megan about this a little earlier, I've likened it to Escaflone, in that they fit so much in an episode. Yeah. That you watch one episode and you feel like you've run a marathon. For Escaflone, I we watched I, I watched way too much of it all at once and thought we were much further in the series than we actually were. And I have a friend who can vouch for that. Don't ever marathon that series in a night. It's a bad idea. Oh my goodness. That, that's, that was a mistake. I, was like, I don't want to go on a tangent here, but that is exactly what my roommate did when we moved into the first apartment that we lived in together <laughs> before we had... Uh, internet or anything because I have all of Escaflone on DVD and so she just like watched all of it one night. I couldn't do it once we hit about midnight but then again I'd been up at 6.15 that morning fair, because I fair. was still in high school at the time yep. so yeah but it, for me it's the same for Steven Universe. You have so much packed into every episode yeah. that when you wind up with a double feature and you wind up with six episodes in a week it is so much to take in when we're used to having one episode a week and we can sit back and process what we just learned. That pink diamond bombshell, we didn't have any time to think about that. We had a lot happen this week and not a lot of time to think. I, I mean, my thing about it, however, like, I do agree with what you're saying. However, I, I don't really mind 
getting it all kind of stacked on top of each other because I feel like that's a more accurate reflection of life. You know what I mean? It's like we'd all love to have time to like sit and process all of our feelings <laughs> and deal with all of our problems. Life but you moves just don't. too fast. Life moves too fast. <laughs> yes, but I'd like my scheduling to be consistent. Uh, that part that's would fair. be nice. That is fair. Um, I, I'll say that like for, for me, I actually, I, I agree, it's a lot to sort of take mm-hmm. in. But at the same time, so much of Steven Universe, I don't want to call it filler, but there was a lot of build up to yes. what we're getting now and the show now that it's reached this point of momentum just hasn't let up. Yeah. And but I'm okay with that because guys, we went like freaking 6 months without with getting nothing, any episodes. Like I yeah. said, it's feast or famine and then So gimme 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 gimme. Yeah, that's what you asked for for this whole Steven Nuke as they've been calling it and it's just like I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dying. I'm done. Goodbye. I do feel like yeah. I have experienced a lot of emotions in a very uh, compact period of time that I'm not necessarily used to having to deal with all at once. Well, but, here's yeah. the thing. If they had just released this as a normal airing schedule, we would probably be right around this same point. That is true. That's so, true. But we would have had it consistently and we would have had time to theorize about things and talk about yeah. stuff. We would have had several weeks between the reveal of Smoky Courts and know your fusion, and we would have had time to stop and think about it and process. No, but like what I'm saying is that had they just kept showing episodes from when they started, we'd be in roughly the same place. So I don't yeah. know what's going on at Cartoon Network proper, but just just once a week. Why is that hard? Why is that hard? I don't yeah. know. We like to make things difficult. This this isn't the first after show we've run into where we've looked at Cartoon mm-hmm. Network scheduling and gone. Okay, I guess this so is confused. what we're doing. Yeah. So. But, but again, that, that it's a thing, you guys, it's a thing. Totally okay with like the actual episodes themselves. Oh yeah, propelling the story forward because the. I, I've seen people make fun of Steven Universe because Steven doesn't ask questions that a normal person would ask. <laughs> like I don't know, hey guys, what is this lion and other things like that. And so, like the the fact that they're finally giving us more of what we've been talking about for two or three years, mm-hmm. it's nice to actually get like, oh no, Rose isn't actually Pink Diamond; she killed Pink Diamond. Yeah, little little things like that are important things to know. And I would argue that the bar for normal in this universe is very different than what we'd expect. We tend to equate this world to ours because it seems like it, but this is a world where the effect of gems has been there for thousands of years. This is a world where the architecture, the cities, the culture have been shaped by this gem war, whether humans know it or not. Colonists saw a giant woman and they were like, okay, yeah, that's that's a thing. (laughs) Yeah, this... This is a world where this sort of thing is commonplace, where these gem fusion monsters wind up in the hospital and, <laughs> are we sure this was a car accident? Hmm, he doesn't have a pulse, that's weird. You just, He's got we don't five arms him. and no face. <laughs> but the weird thing is that he doesn't have a pulse. Like, this yeah. stuff is so normal for them that you wouldn't think to question, okay, there's a pink lion that came from nowhere. It's yeah. like, oh, must be Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I think that like the show hinges on the fact that the characters just that is their reality and they behave as though it is their reality instead of yeah. questioning like everything that's happening because uh, you know we don't encounter pink lions <laughs> and people with six arms and 25 noses in our day-to-day lives here on regular earth 
25 noses. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I call it Earth Prime. Earth Prime. <laughs> Earth Prime. Yeah. Oh, God, here yes. we go. We're getting into CW territory over yeah. here. Oh, uh-huh. Lord. Let's, I, I want to talk about Peridot and Lapis. Yes. Aww. I want to talk about the odd couple roommates that we have going on. I just, the, the discussion about, are you okay? Are you sure? I'm leaving, but I'll be back. Do you need anything? What season is that? Oh. We've had that conversation more than once. It was so cute because, okay, so... Peridot is, like, probably my favorite character now. And it's because you're seeing this character who was, you know, this very militant, by-the-books, obedient servant, basically, of Yellow Diamond, who's now exploring what it's like to have her own thoughts and free will. And it's so cute to see her, like, really trying to embrace this whole earth living situation and lapis in turn is like kind of starting to get, go along with it as well she's not as enthusiastic about it as peridot is but she's <laughs> accepting of it in her own way because again it's like you have these two characters that were both you know confined differently than each other were but now they are on their own and they're figuring it out and i don't i just I really like it. They're hysterical <sighs> roommates. And just, yeah. again, the conversations they have, the interactions. Like, if you've lived with someone for a good chunk of time, you've had some of these conversations. Exactly. I'm leaving. Do you need me to pick up anything from the store? Can you feed the cat? I won't be home till late tonight. Like, I, I want We've done this. I want to point out what Catherine said in the chat. Uh, life imitates meat morp. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I just, I, I, I wrote it down because I thought it was wonderful. What if we made music, but instead of sounds, we used things? Yeah. That's but- just, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, and it's that's a nice, art. yeah, and, it, and I think it was a very accurate explanation of what art is, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it is much like music meant to make you feel things. Visual music. Yeah. Well, and music is something that helped got Parada in touch with what it means to live on Earth. Yeah. So that's her point of reference for, I guess, for a lot of Earth-based yeah. things. And and just the way that she describes her art, just the, I like it because it makes me feel bad. <laughs> it's functionally yeah. useless. Yeah. I, I loved that the toilet one was called Occupied. Yeah. And that it was a collaborative piece. Yeah. I just, it was all so wonderful. Yeah. Peridot's one-man band, and then them just making music together on a triangle and a Which tambourine. Is so it's cute. so cute seeing, again, she's not as enthusiastic, but it's nice seeing Lapis indulge yeah. Peridot because she could have been just as dismissive as when they first yeah. uh, met back up again on Earth. It's I think inter- Lapis enjoys I it. was gonna say, yeah, I mean, I, I do think, yes, there is a certain level of indulging Peridot, but, and I'm sure that's very much what it kind of started out as, because it was probably, like, the easiest way for her to relate and embrace the idea of, you know, being, just living on Earth. <laughs> and Peridot is a force of personality. Yo, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, and and now, but I do think that through that, Lapis has now probably gotten to a point where, you know, there is actually a level of enjoyment and also like healing that's that's taking place yeah, and camaraderie yeah. and what better way to build friendships than to bond over canadian television yes. <laughs> no, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why i make people watch arrow i mean what I, <laughs> yeah and they we let's you know subject to subject let's yeah. talk a little bit about jasper 
Jasper Holy and Amethyst. Because we get all of this about Jasper's from Earth. We see the Beta Kindergarten, which was a rush job meant to create soldiers during the revolution. We see Peridot taking pride in her skill set, even though it's not one she uses anymore. Yeah. Well, and basically saying Jasper came out perfect. And she still can't win. Yeah, well, and I mean, and I liked to, again, like, Peridot is such a, a force of personality, as you say, and so to be, have her be like, oh, she comes from the totally lame, like, second-class kindergarten. She let's came go. from the trailer park. Exactly, exactly. You came from the Hilton. Yeah, it's like, let's go see it. You guys, this is going to be so funny. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, that's a pretty racist thing to say, <laughs> <really> Peridot. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> a little bit. Ella just going in there and analyzing the hole and being like, yeah, she's uh, she's kind of perfect. It also yeah. turns out that Jasper has returned home, question mark. Yeah. And is yeah. Using, we didn't know she was from Earth. How weird. And is using it as a zoo slash prison, question mark, for yeah. corrupted gems. She's been collecting quartzes for the most part. Because mm-hmm. they all seem to corrupt into those giant horn monsters. And she has like half a dozen of those. Mm-hmm. Just wrangles them and brings them home. yippee yeah. ki I don't yeah. know. And then insults them to their face. And- yeah. <laughs> just, oh, God, it's just awful. And, of course, Amethyst is out for blood because Amethyst has been... Screwed up by Jasper and yeah. insulted I mean, and she's, has low self-esteem anyway. Yes, yeah, she's been she's been dealing with a, a an extreme inferiority complex that yeah. was certainly exacerbated by the way that Jasper treated her. Um, and yeah, so and I I liked too when it when because parent because you saw this really nice kind of storyline happening between Peridot and Amethyst, where Peridot's mm-hmm. point was. No, you're you. You can be anything you want to be, which is like this whole new concept yeah. for Peridot. Whereas I think, you know, Amethyst has always lived with with basically free will as far as we know. So to see her be someone who's always had the choice and be like, I basically questioning all of her life choices, being like, I didn't turn out the way I was supposed to turn out. I'm the worst. I suck. And the only way I'm going to prove to myself that I'm great is if I defeat Jasper, who's made me feel so bad about myself. Well, because, yeah, she she never felt like she herself was any Wrong. less of a gem. No, definitely not. Until recently. I mean, she she definitely had issues from where she sure, came from. Sure, Because that's, quote, unquote, where the bad gems came from. Right. So she always had issues about where she came from, but she never had issues about, like, her being imperfect. And it wasn't until Peridot said you're defective that she started, that sort of started sinking in of like, wait, Rose always told me that I was perfect just the way I am. Right. And she's also on this journey of discovery where, wait a minute, Rose wasn't perfect. Wait a minute, Rose shattered the diamond. True. Wait a minute, Rose. She's, she's finding out these things at about the same rate that Steven is. Yeah. So she's not really a mom in this equation. <laughs> she's kind of an older sister. Which, again, is one of the reasons why they're able to fuse. And, yeah. and why Steven hasn't been able to fuse with any of the other crystal gems. Yeah. Because they're sort of, even though she's obviously hundreds of years older than him. Right. Emotionally and like at a at a maturity level too, they're very similar. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're both at this very same place of low self-esteem, yeah. self-discovery, and self-doubt. 
and you're not so, you're like me we're not like anybody and that sucks yeah. and then yep. the worst gems yeah. stick welcome together to, and that's why we're the best like welcome, oh. welcome to being a teenager Steven I know it uh, hurts uh, animation nexus in the chat says uh, Jasper to get over a breakup just adopted some wild dogs <laughs> so that's the realest thing ever <laughs> More so she's a dog I was say, if they were more cat-like, then I would say even more so. But yes, but like even more if they were like cats. Uh, and then uh, several people, including uh, Clockwork Zombie, have been saying there should be a half-hour special on Rose's past. I'm sure we're going to continue to get little bits and pieces of it. I would certainly not say no to that. Absolutely um, not. Because, because the more we find out about her, I, don't, I mean... It's very realistic, I think, the rate at which we're discovering things about her because Stephen is a child, and yeah. when you're a child, you think that adults, and in particular your parents, have all the answers, have all yeah. the answers, and that they're perfect and infallible. Oh, yes. yes, exactly. And it's like as Stephen matures, we learn more and more about the fact that like his mom was just a person. Like, yeah, it's, who didn't it's, always make the best decision. It's yeah. like a lot of coming of age stories. A lot of coming of age stories do focus on that moment where kids kind of realize no adults don't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Harry Potter series in particular was very big on that um, at certain stages. Well, and I don't particularly want just a special on Rose, namely because I like the way that we've been getting her. I like that it's all been through different people's memories yeah. and different people's perceptions and a recording and telling stories yeah. because that's what happens. That's mm-hmm. true. That's how people live on afterwards is, is telling stories about them and yeah. saying, oh, remember this? So we have this photo or we have this. But it also means that depending on who you're talking to, it paints Rose in a very different light. It, it does. And some people are willi- willing to share details, others aren't. Bismuth knew things that no one else did because Rose kept secrets. Uh, Eyeball knew stuff from a completely different oh, perspective Eyeball. because she was on the other, other side, side of the war. Yeah. Yeah, she saw Rose Quartz as a monster. Yeah. every Like, everybody. You know, Jasper did. Everybody on that. I mean, to a gem, who the, the diamonds are perfect beings. Mm-hmm. That's essentially like a person, in, like, on our playing field, killing God. Or, or something along those lines. Like, or like a demigod. Like God Clooney. forbid. Someone, <laughs> no! I'm thinking, like, if God forbid someone assassinated Obama, right. a lot of people would just be horrified. Right. And that's, I wouldn't even compare it to that. I would I would equate it to like demigod, like in like ancient yeah, Greece. Yeah, no, it would be, I agree. Maybe. It would be like yeah. a, like, like a, killing uh, Achilles. You right. know, like that's that's sure. a tragedy. Yeah, you know that sort of thing. Yeah. I, Point uh, being, you get real sad when the person you rely on to lead you is no longer there, and it's very definitively well, and someone else's fault. If you're made, fault. if you are literally made to serve, and we see this a lot with Pearl too. Without Rose Quartz, you know, for a long time she felt like, "What purpose do I serve?" Yeah. Uh, even though I'm free and I don't belong to anybody, I kind of feel like I belong to her because I, I kind loved of her. decided that yeah. I belong to her. Um, and so, like, she didn't know what to do with herself for a long yeah. time. Every gem is made for a specific purpose and for the ones who haven't been I guess enlightened by free choice killing their diamond is literally taking away their purpose for no, a living. It's absolutely. like killing the queen yeah. in an ant colony. Yeah. Yeah and they're just totally lost and have absolutely no way to go. Um, just kind of circling back to Jasper because Jasper was obviously a, a big part of this episode. Um, TNT God, Bandit yes. in the chat brought up a, a good point because you know we see 
the fusion happen between Steven and Amethyst. And then Jasper ends up fusing with one of the corruptions. And that basically, um, TNT Bandit in the chat says, Jasper is the abusive partner that keeps rough handling their partners, then going, I don't understand what's wrong with you. And it's like, we, you got issues, man. You know what I mean? Like, calm down. Because I just, I thought it was, it was really interesting to see Jasper, because Jasper basically, when when they fuse, is like, oh, is fusion the only trick that you gems know how to do? And then, like, when she attempts to do it, it's, like, not really very successful because she doesn't understand that, like, you can't the force point. fusions. Fusions are based on love, man. <laughs> and, and yeah, and you see that moment right before she corrupts, too, like, or begins to corrupt. She's just like, nobody I ever fuse with wants to stay. Right. And, like, how, like, I can't Ugh. even imagine... How a war hero is processing that sort of like nobody wants to be with me because yeah. so many people on Homeworld look up to her as like a you know oh, she was yeah. she was the all star exactly. that popped out of the yeah. beta kindergarten. Well, and it was so funny you know to see we're seeing Jasper falling apart at the seams, like having a very low opinion of herself, which of course you know she squashes down by being as, like, inflated and aggressive as she is. Like, I feel bad, so I'm gonna make you feel bad, because at least I'm not you. But then to see how all the rubies thought of her was, like, unbelievable, because, you know, obviously, like, Amethyst was pretending to be Jasper, because Jasper, at this point, had expired. Uh, uh, gotten corrupted got, yeah, and, and bubbled, gotten bubbled, bubbled because yeah. of Magneto Dorito. I know, by paradise. <laughs> Magneto yeah. Dorito is my fave. Which, again, She's wonderful, so wonderful scene. But yeah, it's so, it's kind of like when you see um, elementary school students looking up to a high school student. Like, it's just, it's the coolest thing. And, like, especially, like, that part where she picked one up and, like, put them on her lap and everything. That's very much what it reminded me of. I'm just going to sit here you like, fly the ship and poor Eyeball just looking at her going, I love you. Yeah, oh, know. Eyeball had such a crush on Jasper. Oh, my God, like, yes. Oh, it was, it's it's one of those things where it's cute and funny, but then, then, in the following episode, it gets real sad. It does get real sad. And it's also, like, really sad for us already because, number one, we know Jasper is already dead. And, number two, like, we know... She's not dead. She just corrupted a bunch well, of She lost her mind. Sure. She literally, literally drove yes, herself her crazy. But, and, but we also know, again, that, like, she was so unstable and not so great and it it just ah uh, it sucks because like in real life there are people who you admire and you think they're wonderful but you don't really know them and then you get to know them and you're like ah oh, what a disappointment never so meet it, your heroes so in some ways it's kind of good that the rubies didn't really connect with Jasper. Well, of course, now they are dissipated in space. So. <laughs> Let's well, face it, they've probably all been shattered by that uh, asteroid belt. And the, the flip side of that, though, is that there there are people who you just think are, just quote-unquote, the bad guys, but then you talk to other people who know them, who know their past, and they're like, no, this person is great. Yeah. They pulled themselves up by their bootstraps, they worked hard, they kicked ass. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, and prepping Rhodes TV in the chat, I have to agree with you that uh, Jasper's breakdown before she got corrupted was like so good. It was one of the yes. That okay in in that episode, her her meltdown when she was getting corrupted and she wouldn't let Stephen heal her was like so good. It's crazy to me, 
And I and I think it's a really, really strong writing choice that like she always refers to Steven as Rose. Like she yeah. can't see Steven as Steven. Oh yeah. Uh this it, has been the week of people referring yeah. to Steven as Rose. And also this week and last week. But honestly, I think my favorite part of that episode was Peridot's speech about living on Earth. Yes. yes. Earth can set it's, you free. It's yeah. not a shell of a planet. Like like there's things so live much here. Life. I yeah. live here. Yeah, and, and her being like, I'm a crystal gem now. So cute. <laughs> I, I didn't know what I expected from Peridot and Jasper finally running into each other again. This wasn't it, but I was so happy. It, yeah. was, it, was, it was great, great. though. She's like, I'm a crystal gem now. And without a word, Jasper just puts her helmet back on. And it's <laughs> like, oh, gosh, that's it's no. Like, that's no. great. I'm going to die. Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to die. Uh, but yeah, no, great, great performance on uh, Kimberly Brooks's part because... That was yeah, heartbreaking. Just, yeah, even though she's quote unquote the bad guy, it's still really heart wrenching. Well, yeah. I've got a friend who's kind of a Jasper fan and spends, you know, a little. When you're a fan of a character, you spend a little more time picking them apart than you do just about everyone else. Sure. It's a bias. Sure. And she pegs Jasper as in the lawful spectrum. Absolutely. Like, a lot of people think she's neutral or chaotic. Like, no, she's very much in the lawful spectrum and extremely loyal to her diamond and very, very good at her job. And so she would not forgive the murder of the person that her life was pledged to. Yeah, she's serving Yellow Diamond now, but she will never forgive Rose for what happened to Pink Diamond. And then everything just goes wrong with this mission on Earth. It was it was going by the book. It was perfect. We had everyone captured. We were going to go home. It was a milk run. And then everything fell apart. Yeah. And her time on Earth has just been her scrabbling to get back to where she was. And it doesn't work, and it doesn't work, and it doesn't work, and she cannot understand why. Yeah. And that's part of what this breakdown is. And so, just not to dive into predictions a little too early, but... Oh, do it. Is, is saving her possible still at this point? Because a lot of people were really hoping for that redemption arc, and like we got with Peridot, and we've never seen anybody fully come back from a corrupted state, but it was very recent. Yeah. It was something they actually watched happen in real time. But, yeah, but once know, you get to that point, that. I don't, yeah, because is there you, any going back? Because we, we've had the corruption as a metaphor for mental illness, and if that's what they're going for, this isn't something that can be completely Fixed. healed. Yeah. It's yeah. something that can be lived with and managed and worked with, but there's never going to be push a button and you're fine. And, you know, she also was so resistant to, to having help, help from yeah. Steven. So I, I mean, I, I feel like no, which is unfortunate. Uh, it is, and, I it, doubt and it's, it. it's really sad, but yeah. I, but I life. think that's all. It's a better lesson, and it's a better yeah. it's better storytelling. It's better drama. You it can't is. save everyone. No, and you it's can more do mature storytelling. And some I guess, people don't story. want your help and don't want to be saved. And there has to be a point where you can't yeah. keep throwing yourself after them. If they don't want your help, you can't force it on them. Yeah, yeah. Stephen's not wander. <laughs> you get to the point where you just hit a wall. Yep, yeah. and you yeah. Yeah, I've I've run into people. Anyway, let's talk about Smokey. Smokey! Let's talk about Smokey Smokey Quartz. 
Oh my god, I love Smokey. She's got jokes. So much. <laughs> she has yo-yos. She has killer yo-yos. Yeah. I am so happy. Yeah. She's got three elbows, and she's got, or they've got sass. They've yes. got Sorry. sass. They've they. got sass. Yeah, yeah. We we haven't gotten a pronoun confirmation on that, but we're gonna go the Stevonics. Said they. They did yeah. she? Okay. Yeah. All right, we're gonna roll with they then, because good times. Oh my god, I love this design so much. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't sure what I thought about the third arm at first, but then seeing how it was used, it's yeah. like, no, that's perfect. It grows on you. It's just ah. Oh. Yeah. No, they were they were great. And I and you know, the combination of using the shield with the whip to create sort of the like propeller yeah. uh, fighting. It's a toy. Yeah, it was great. It was a yo-yo. <laughs> like, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> and it was, uh, like, I never would have thought of putting the shield and the whip together to create something yeah. new. But that's what fusions do. That's, you know, you put the whip and uh, this, you know, the spear together and you make a bow. Yeah. And, you know, you put, you put the whip this, and the gauntlet together and you have that giant flail. And, you know, you put the, the hammer and uh, the, <laughs> the spear together and you have Sardonic's hammer. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about know your fusion. We're here. We're talking about Smokey. Yeah, we're gonna fine. skip ahead. I've missed Sardonyx. Yeah. Oh, uh, Sardonyx is great. She is massively flawed, but I have missed her so much. Yeah. Do you know what this episode reminded me of? What? I mean, obviously, like it was more fully animated, but like there were a lot of weird metaphors and stuff happening. It reminded me of the shadow plays. In Revolutionary oh. Girl Utena that usually happen oh right God. before they go up the stairs <laughs> to the dueling arena. Like, that was what this episode reminded me of. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm going to sit here and I'm going to try to analyze and find the deeper meaning because it's, it's coming. I'm going to get. I'm going to interpret it this time. And this, this is one of those episodes where you watch it the first time and you don't quite cotton on what's happening until towards the end, and then you watch it the second time and you're like, Oh my God, Sardonic spends the entire time correcting Smokey and putting them down and saying, well, that's fine, but what else can you do? Mm-hmm. Wanting a yes and where there's not an and. Like, Smokey's existed, like they said, for ten minutes. Yeah, exactly. That is not enough time to get to know anything. Yeah. But it's like, yes, we've seen the yo-yos, that's great. What else can you do? Like, no, when yeah. the yo-yo was the show. The thing. Yeah. yeah. And the yo-yos are pretty dang incredible. Yeah. Let's be real. That is a versatile weapon. But no, seen it, loved it, lived it, what else? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 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 um. And a stage is a very, very high-pressure situation. Yes. Because you are up there to perform. Mm-hmm. Even if she made them herself. <laughs> that was creepy, but I loved it. I love Sardonic. That was my favorite yes. joke in the episode. Don't Just worry about Jorge. I made them myself. Dead silence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was a great bit of writing. And I love the random Wilhelm scream. I will forever love Wilhelm screams. They make me happy. Yeah. And the, the just all of the little meta jokes that yeah. come with Sardonic. Courtesy like, of Cartoon Network. I... Oh my She's god! She's not actually in this episode. I we wrote that. Yes, that's a yeah, yeah. Yes? Okay. Nicholas Kelly uh, brought up that quote. That do we still have to pay her? Yes, makes sense. Fair <laughs> enough. So good. <laughs> I, I, I wrote that whole thing down. Where is it? Good lord. She's yeah. Actually, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh my god. And just put it yeah. to courtesy of Cartoon Network. Yeah. This is the episode where, as far as the in jokes go, the show just doesn't care. Yeah. No. Totally. But uh, a- uh, animation nexus says her down. Is Deadpool for kids? <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. 
I loved the put together almost like a wooden doll with a peg down the middle and you could just spin all and the she, different parts. Impression there and there. <laughs> I, I love that. You made an impression. There's one on the wall over there and there and there and just spinning parts around. I love her design. Yeah. It's awesome and it's also creepy. <laughs> yeah, like a little wind-up toy. Yeah. Like things aren't supposed to you, move that way. You frame mm-hmm. it in a slightly different way. It becomes very, And she's very a unsettling. horror movie monster. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah. But I, I have a super big soft spot for like that television personality oh, yes. oh, type yeah. of character. So anytime we get to see Sardonyx, it's always a treat. It's just such a shame that the context that she's put in is always super uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. It is. It's okay. We're going to lose Steven into the void of space and we're going to have awful relationship issues and then there's this. Yeah. And I have been guilty of this more than once. Well, of making it about Everybody, everybody has. I mean, everybody has accidentally stolen somebody else's thunder or undermined something that they were really excited about. And everybody's also been on the other side where it's like, hey, I've got this thing. And it's like, oh, yeah, whatever. And you're like, oh, uh, that was... That was the thing. Yeah, and I I mean, and that's gonna go. And as you say, like, that is definitely sort of the moral of this story is that sometimes you do make it about you when it's not about you, and you don't even mean to. Yeah. Because, like, that wasn't carried away. Yeah, yeah, yes. Because, I mean, I like, I certainly don't think that Garnet or Pearl or even Sardonyx really meant to make it all about them because it was of course under that uh that pretense of oh we're having a talk show to get to know this new exciting fusion that popped up and what mold do you fit into yes exactly and they don't yeah they're brand new yeah and again only been around for 10 minutes kind of hard to tell you know yeah not a lot of time for introspection when you're 10 minutes old what i loved was was just sardonyx trying to figure out what do they have in common what do they both think what do they Uh, both feel and smoky is just telling these awful awful zero plus zero is zero they say two wrongs don't make a right i'm the living embodiment of that because what they share is low self-esteem when the when they think that the people they care about and look up to are disappointed in them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's that that is basically the best, and it can also be the worst, and that hit the worst right there because they were not good enough. No, like they couldn't measure up to any of these other fusions in these. I, I, I just keep thinking, I can't remember who the quote was from, but, you know, standardized testing, it's the same idea, you know, everyone's good at everything, but if you te- if you tell a fish that he's only worth something when he can climb a tree, he's going to spend the rest of his life thinking he's dumb. Yeah. So they're, they're telling, uh, wow, I just lost that brain. Thank you. It's 11 o'clock at night, you guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's they're telling yeah, It's close enough. <laughs> it is. I have an early wake-up time for work. It's close enough. <laughs> but yeah, they're telling you know, Smoky Quartz the fish yeah. climb these trees. It's like that's not what I do. Yeah. I swim. Oh, yeah. we've seen the swimming. Do something else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a really good metaphor for it. And again, what a wonderful way to sort of frame this moral because we also get to see all the other fusions. Yeah. And and like it's In again a sense. It's, be, again because who doesn't love a callback? And so yeah. it's really cool to actually like oh yeah, Opal, we've got Opal, we've got Garnet, we've got um Sugalite, we've got Stevani and it's like 
it's great to be like, look at all these great character combinations that yeah. we have, and it's wonderful, and these amalgams are their own person. But at the same time, what a wonderful way of framing it, of like, why don't you hit as hard as Sugalite? Why don't you aim as well as Opal? Yeah. You know? Oh, we've seen the special thing that you do, but it's not special enough. And then it winds up being what saves them when the room falls apart. Because Sardonic falls apart once Garnet and Pearl figure out, oh, yeah, we screwed this up. Mm." They have been preparing this all day, and we co-opted it and made them feel bad about it. And I I love when when two gems are fused, and you can tell which one is talking. Yeah, I always really appreciate that that sort of you get you can see both personalities there. Yes, it is always so great. And then having the yo-yos be what saved the day, and and Smokey finding time to do tricks in the middle of Mm. kicking everyone out, just oh, so cool. Cannot wait to see more of her. Yeah. Do you guys know anybody who can do those cool yo-yo tricks? I was one of those kids that could like make walk it, the dog, like, make walk it, dog and walk it, it. Yeah. walk the dog, and that was like about it. <laughs> dog walking—that's my day job. Yeah. At least until I get that call back. <laughs> Welcome to LA. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, my uh, my brother could do some sweet yo-yo tricks I, for a I while. I think I knew there. one or two kids who could do the, the triangle thing, yeah, but that yeah. was it. Yeah, Colin could do that, my brother. There's a photo floating around on Twitter of Rebecca Sugar at a uh, Cirque du Soleil, uh, Curios, I believe, the one that came down to L.A. for a bit, the one that travels. Mm. And evidently there's someone there that does incredible tricks with a yo-yo that's about this big. And there's a photo of her standing with him while he has the string shaped like a star and the yo-yo dangling Whoa. in the middle. And she said something about, thanks to, and I cannot remember the man's name to save my life, for showing me some of his tricks. Oh. So oh. she got some of those from a master. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's floating around on Twitter um, somewhere. If anyone has that, if they can retweet yeah. it and put it in the hashtag, that'd be great. Um, Catherine Nguyen says... Uh, I want to see the other fusion rooms. Uh, assuming yeah. that, assuming we that, haven't oh, seen Garnet's room. That's true. That's true. And yeah, she is a fusion. Yeah. So, uh, but she was saying, does that mean that Stevani has a room? Ah, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Oh Opal and Sugalai. Yeah, yeah, no, it'd be great. Yeah. But the rooms only exist while nothing. the fusions are happening, That's as we true. as we learn. Yeah, and, I don't have anything. I'm just uh, and again, fusion. We 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 talk. I feel like we talk about this a lot. Um, whenever we we do have a fusion related episode, but like people have been drawing fan art and theorizing what the different gem combinations could and would look mm. like, and I don't think anybody necessarily expected Smoky Quartz to look like this, right? But, but it's glorious. like, but now that we've gotten a new fusion, it's like, guys, when are we going to get the other one? <laughs> people want Paradot and Lapis to fuse. So yes, they do. badly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that is that there is a thirst in the fandom. <laughs> that is a good chunk of it. Give it time, Dang. folks. Lapis needs some space. <laughs> They're getting along pretty well as roommates. Yep. You know. Um, speaking because we were talking a little bit about the uh, design for Smoky Quartz. Uh, Clockwork Zombie says, "I think that uh, Smoky." Has three arms because Steven is only a half gem. So oh, that I think that's, that's a, a I think that's a valid theory. Yeah, because a lot of the fusions do have like four or more yeah. arms, but it's an even number of arms. Is whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. 
Arms My special legs. power is having limbs all over the place because all of Jasper's fusions winds up being centaurs of some sort. Well, again, looking at their corruptions, that kind of makes sense. It's like there's well, a, there's a common thread here. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like it makes it makes sense when you see Malachite looking at the corrupted gems. It's yeah. like there's a common thread there. Arms uh, for days. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nine Tail Phoenix to address the but Peridot can't fuse. I don't think it's not. That she can't fuse. It's that she's she wasn't emotionally prepared. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The she's, one time she's she tried, hesitant about it. She chose not to. Correct. And Garnet respected that choice. Right. Which metaphor? Yeah. But it, it, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> dang obvious. But yeah, it's not that she's incapable. She also thought she didn't have powers, but she's Magneto Dorito. So you know. <laughs> oh yay! And apparently, um, one dumb gamer found the photo and sent it to us through Twitter. Yay! Oh good, thank you. <laughs> I love that photo so much. It's so good. Yep, there it is in the hashtag. Yay! Thank you so much. Yeah, one dumb gamer and John P. You guys are cool. both wonderful. Thank yes. you, thank you, thank you. You guys, see, you guys awesome. see that photo? Isn't that incredible? That yeah, is amazing. Great. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty glorious. I don't know how well you guys can see uh, that. Check but the it's hashtag ABTVSU. It's in there. It's wonderful. So cool. It's glorious. Rebecca Sugar and a yo-yo master. Yes, so good. <laughs> so, yes, I think the only two things we haven't really hit on are Bubbled and... Um, Looney Tunes. <sighs> Looney Tunes. Let's talk about Bubbled for a little bit. Oh, Because so, we kind of touched on that, but not really. So we want to talk about the existential terror that is floating through space. Oh we want to talk about it the season like, three finale. Yeah. That's what like this was. Gravity, Steven Universe style. The <laughs> background. Oh, my God, the background art. Whoever these background artists are, like, can we get you nominated for animation Emmys for this? Because, oh, They were beautiful. They were beautiful, but yeah, absolutely. Just like Gravity, the moral of this episode is that space is freaking terrifying. Yeah. And like, it was one of those things where I don't even think Steven necessarily realized the ramifications when he opened up the. um, No, not at all. Until he got. And And the thing is that it seemed like such a smart idea. Yeah. And, and then, then and then it wasn't so good. Well, well and the it, thing is, honestly, Sardonyx probably could have handled them full stop. She, without yeah, the she could have, but yeah. But you know, hindsight twenty twenty. Well, but the thing is, is she didn't even turn into Sardonyx until like the airlock until the thing was, was happening, yeah. and that was like the way that they saw, like, oh, whatever, I'll just Sardonyx it and like split this giant ruby fusion, so they all turn back into the five little rubies. Not thinking, thinking like, great, they're all going to go out the airlock. Not thinking like, oh, Steven's right there too. Steven is well, ruby sized. Well, and again, <sighs> not not only to mention where it's a little hypocritical of like, oh, well, we didn't kill them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to suffer a fate worse than death, drifting endlessly through space forever. I will alone. be surprised if we ever see any of them again. I agree. I will be honestly surprised. I would not be surprised if they all got shattered in that uh, asteroid field. <sighs> That's almost what happened and, to Eyeball. And you, like, kind of feel badly Bad for, them. for them because they're not... They're not evil. They're, they're not just evil. doing they're their not jobs. Even, they're not even all that cunning. They're, no, they're, they're kind of dumb. dumb. <laughs> they're just doing their jobs. <laughs> and they're, they're doing their, their jobs, and their mission was to go and get this war hero that they all looked up to. And bring it back, bring him back home. Yeah. Just, it was the Saving Private Ryan of rubies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of then, really dumb rubies. And then they just had a really bad ending. 
And, and yeah, just and some of the conversation here. I think this is the only time that Steven has had the opposite problem of normal, which is no, I do have Rose Quartz's gem. She she is like this happened. Nah. Whereas usually it's I'm not Rose Quartz. Yeah. Yeah, and and again, it's we we get we get reminded that, you know, it takes time to build and form relationships and I mean, drifting through space, not necessarily... And Stephen did everything he could to try to make the best of the situation, and it still didn't turn out in a good way, no. and he still ended up alone, because the alternative was being Death. in a bubble yeah. with somebody who was going to kill him, yeah. I mean, well, he brought Eyeball in and saved her life. I, he did, and, and that is what, again, is like so, so sad about it, because... Again, the Rubies are not evil, but they do see themselves in opposition to Steven, especially because they also view Steven as Rose Quartz. And Rose Quartz and killed, Rose Pink, Quartz Diamond. killed Pink Diamond. So th- it's that same thing. And, and on top of that, like, Jasper was their hero. Mm-hmm. So... And God knows what happened to Jasper now, yeah. because they've been lied to three times at this I point. I know. Completely oh, bamboozled so- three times. Yeah, and and you feel bad for her when she's saying, but it was just another trick. Like, just like, oh. Yeah. She Aww. just, she wanted to meet Jasper so badly, and she was so happy. I know. And then, nope. And, and nope. I think there is, what's happening with Steven and with Eyeball in space is very much parallel to the idea of what went down during, at least from Garnet's perspective, from the little bit that we get of, you know, the gem revolution, that it's not like Rose Quartz, like, stormed the castle and, like, was like, I'm going to kill Pink Diamond. That wasn't necessarily her plan, but that's what she had to do to save the Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Steven had to probably kill Eyeball to save himself. Yeah. Yeah, and like then you see that at the very end when Garnet's talking to him and he's like clutching the gem yeah. and like she really like she would do anything even shatter somebody and cuz he's having to reconcile throwing eyeball yeah to her yeah. probable death yeah. and or fate worse than death. Yeah. I personally think fate worse than oh, death. Wait, <laughs> void of space, void of space. Yeah. Well, I do you think they'll run into George to... Clooney out there? <laughs> <laughs> see, here's what I would love to see because One Piece kind of did this for a little bit in their uh, title cards for the manga where they would tell a story in the chapter titles and the chapter images and then just the rest of the pages would be about what was actually happening. So they would tell stories about like what was going on with other people who had been thrown onto separate islands or whatever. And I would just love to see little side stories about the rubies landing on assorted planets and having to deal with things. <laughs> that I mean, I would I love mean, that. I'd be yeah, no, I little would much, mini webisodes. That'd be so. Cute. I would and much I, prefer that to just them drifting endlessly I, through space. I don't yeah. think that's outside of the realm of possibility. The show is not totally heartless. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just this this is my nice little headcan is that they all lined it on separate planets and it's it's funny and great and wonderful. I'm sticking with it. Yeah. I reject your reality and substitute, substitute my own. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but but yeah, yeah. this is also the first time we've had the ending theme played over the episode. Yeah. Which is when you know okay. things are getting real. Again, wonderfully anime moment to remove the dialogue and to just let the music play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, it was very well done and very emotionally effective. And yeah, just I'm pretty sure for most people watching it, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. No. Oh, yeah. And just, she didn't always do what was best for her, but she did what was best for the Earth. Yeah. And again... Like, hard decisions. You do what you have to do during war. It's ugly for everyone. And you look back at the 100th episode with, you know, Bismuth, you know, and and her, you know, the dilemma that Rose Quartz was put in, you yeah. know, it, it brings new light to that particular conflict of, like, well, she probably was of the mind that after she killed pink diamond that she never wanted to kill anybody ever again yeah yeah or that might have been before she killed pink diamond we don't know we didn't get a we didn't get the order of things no and we we might not ever but that might have been before it might have been bismuth that put the idea in her head like hey this is something that has to happen and then her realizing yeah. afterwards, oh, Bismuth was right. Yeah. I'm just going to keep her in there for a little while longer. I don't want to have that you were right conversation. I wound up shattering someone. That's the slippery slope. Well, and then and then you're also a hypocrite. You know, oh, yeah. like, oh, you lock me away for saying you should kill people, and then you go, you lock me away, and then you go and kill someone? What? You could have <laughs> at least used the weapon I away. made you. What the heck? That's that's why I think it came afterwards, in my yeah. opinion. It makes, at least in my mind, chrono- chronologically, chronologically, it makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, it, yeah. it could go either way, we don't know, but man, was that a heavy way to end the season. It was. Yeah. And again, that, that would have left us something to think about. But nope, next day we got kindergarten kids. Looney Tunes! Oh, <laughs> the Looney Tunes <laughs> episode. We're tiny, we're toony, we're all a little loony. <laughs> not as yep. much, not as much. Oh, I thought so with all the running around. Especially with the Sonic the Hedgehog rock loop. Oh, where they wow. were just going in circles. Oh. <laughs> Gotta go fast. But yeah, no, the comedic timing in this episode, a classic Looney Tunes. Oh, it, it was just incredible. I liked all of Perry's Perry plans. Perry plans. <laughs> so what's the P? They didn't call yeah. them Planetots. I'm oh, so sad. I like Perry plans. That would have been cute too. Uh, but no, I just, I love, I, I've already talked on this episode about how much I love Peridot, but just to see her, it's, it's kind of similar to the way that like, Amethyst, whereas Amethyst will be like, I don't care, I'm cool, whatever, like, as her way of, like, pushing down her feelings. Like, Peridot just is like, I'm perfect. I'm even more perfect this time. (laughs) This is the most perfect thing that could ever happen. (laughs) I know exactly what I'm doing at all points of my existence. (laughs) All the time. And the fact that... Yeah, and the fact that she, like, has this real friendship with Steven... And that that's what she's using to sort of buoy her idea that she knows what she's doing and nothing can possibly go wrong, being like, oh, it's you and me, Steven? Like, this, like, this corruption doesn't stand up. Like, chance. how cute was that? She's like, it's not even fair, the two of us working together. So <laughs> I think Steven had a handle on the situation from the beginning, because when he's talking to Garnet and says, you know, I want to stay and help her out... He says she's all alone out here with no idea what she's doing. Well, Peridot will be fine. And he says, I was talking about the monster. Yeah. Like, Mm. he had a handle on the situation from the beginning. And I think he was just waiting for Peridot to get to the point where she was Mm. going to be receptive to it. 
and the marshmallow bombardment confectionery oh puff rocks. Yes. God bless. This is life for you now. <laughs> Endless suffering. <laughs> but he had a really good point. He like, did. It no, makes it, a lot of sense if you look at it from someone else's point of view. Yeah, and I mean, and that's one of the things that this show, I think, does incredibly well. I mean, we were talking about it a little bit earlier with Rose Quartz that it's like, depending on who's telling her story, she was a goddess or she was a monster. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, and, 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 and Stephen is very much... Something that's always been a strength of Stephen's is his ability to kind of see everybody as as right. His empathy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, his, his ability to look at it from somebody else's point of view. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, the monster itself, I gotta say, I really love that I love the, the, the character so design. Looking at it, definitely there was a lot of Roadrunner influence there. Mm-hmm. But I was looking at it, I was like, anybody see Tremors 2? <laughs> I'm like, that looks like an evolved graboid right there. <laughs> I just loved Paradox bonding with the monster and doing the bleh, 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 <laughs> like and then jumping out. Like, all I, I could think of was, I'm bonding with you. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, because she was like, I can't. Nope, I can't relate to the weird tongue thing happening And then she just here. kicks it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then just continually falling off of cliffs and the rocks dumped on them and things falling. I, just, which, I love that you don't poof easily, do you? Paradots are tougher than they look. How did yeah. they ever poof her to begin with if she can withstand all of that? Because it's the rule of funny. <laughs> it's comedy. Yeah. Plus, she got away from them for episodes at a time. She yeah. lasted longer than, I want to say, just about anyone else. Yeah. Yep. Before she went but, down. With the possible exception of Jasper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone count up the episodes and let us know. But I yeah, have no Paradot idea. Paradot is definitely Paradot's own worst enemy. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> From this height, nothing can possibly fall on us. And you, you pointed out that she sounded really desperate <laughs> at that point. Like, nothing can fall on us. So then he just knocks him off and then... I, God bless... This episode was incredible. It was a really, really good way to start out a season. And we still kind of had that little emotional gut punch bit, which I think we're going to get for just about every episode of Steven Universe from here on in, with possible exceptions of, like, Steven Floats and the yeah, new yeah. and stuff like that. For the most part, I think that's what we can expect. Yeah. But, oh, my God. I just, I can't stop laughing. Yeah. I love... This kind of comedy, this Three Stooges, Roadrunner, ridiculous physical stuff. I take after my dad. This stuff is beautiful. Yep. Uh, I can't not. It, I always love Looney Tune homage episodes. Like, did anybody ever watch Farscape? There was a there was a, a Looney Tunes oh, episode yeah. of Farscape. It was just hysterical. So I, I very much appreciate good old Chuck Jones humor. I like the uh, two people bringing up uh, my favorite Paradox quote from this episode, uh, which was her, both Andrew Fedge and uh, Kyron Jenkins, the, uh, I'm doing my best, Steven, when she's finally reaches her breaking point, where she's like, listen, I'm trying real hard to pretend like I got this under control, and like, you're messing with that. This is perfect, this is perfect, this was a waste of my time. Yeah. Oh, it's like just that, that long, slow moment of all the work I've done is unsalvageable. Yeah, no, and and again, as adults who are trying their best, that is probably the most relatable line of the entire episode. Just I tried my best. I'm yeah. trying. Yeah. Being in tech support, we're building a site at this point, and <laughs> it is a 
a known flaw with this website that occasionally you'll hit update and it will eat all of your work. It will be gone. Great. So occasionally it's been like, well, that was the last half hour of my yeah. life. Yeah. And then I'm like, the boulder just drops on you. That is the boulder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I think we've all been there like, I'm doing everything I can. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Dying whale noises. Yep. But she, but Peridot was able to bubble the gem. And when she sends it off, they're like, "Where?" She's like, "Where did it go?" And it's like, "Home." It goes home, and And it it goes to the barn. I know. That's home now. Again, emotional gut punches. I'm just going to lie down and make dying whale noises. And apparently, Peridot didn't even. Catherine in the chat again, um, pointing out that Peridot didn't even know that she could create bubbles. Yeah, she didn't. She was told that she didn't have powers. I don't think yeah. it's that they didn't have powers. I think it's that they weren't told that. That she didn't because have Because yeah. we already had a revolution. Right. Why tell them that they have the ability I, to do things if that, you don't think it's necessary? Or those abilities just aren't of value to Homeworld anymore. It's like, eh, yeah. that's just an innate part of you, but that's not what's important. These tech upgrades are important. I feel like Homeworld might not know about the Magneto bits. It, maybe, like, I don't know. That um, was an unintended side effect, but okay. There's there's a lot of stuff going on at Homeworld where it's like they either don't know or they just they're just not saying. I feel like Homeworld is kind of like Cybertron. There's got to be some awful there's stuff going on up there, but they're not telling bad. us anything. Yeah. All right, do we have any final thoughts on the episodes this week? There were many and there was a lot of stuff. Yeah. Just, I think we're all kind of overwhelmed. Yeah. Just that, um, again, it's nice to finally get concrete stuff about Pink Diamond and about why, after you know, after a certain point, there were only three diamonds yeah. listed on the Diamond Authority logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why well, it's become the Harley Quinn so, symbol. Yeah. So I... I Jay Blue Eyed Stairs in the chat has had so many really lovely, insightful things to say throughout, but basically says, you know, to that effect, talking about how there's just basically like three diamonds, um, that it's ironic that the gems are like a warrior race, but they seem to be so dependent on the diamonds. Like, this is this is not like Scotland, like where you had the clans that were just like raging and it was crazy. Like, there is clearly this sort of like dictatorship in place. Yeah. It's I, it is it's it's really interesting. Well, so and and I don't know if it's I don't an know old oligarchy is the right word. Yeah, I don't know either. But yeah, I would have to look over my high school vocabulary. Well, because I know, right? <laughs> it seems very clear that like there is a caste system. Yeah. in Homeworld, yes. where it's like you are created, you are this thing. This is all you are for, and the only ones that really have any free will and authority are the diamonds. So everyone else. Even though they're like warriors, they don't. They're they fight for a very specific. Cause. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's whatever the diamonds say they fight. for. Exactly. Well, and and maybe it's, it's like an old beehive. wives. Maybe it's an old wives' tale to say that diamonds are like the hardest substance on earth. Uh, is is that an old wives' tale? Or if that's it's actually no true, no longer accurate. They found a thing or two that can scratch diamonds, but I do not remember what they are off the top of my head. But no. uh, but diamonds but, are pretty dang far but up there. If Rose Quartz had the ability to shatter one, she was all kinds of powerful. If that's the case, well, it uh, yeah, it's like yeah. again, like just again, if we're going off of that old wives' tale, if that is an old wives' tale, or if that's a Science thing, I don't know. Don't uh, ask me. No. You're not you can a scientist. Dissolve a diamond in acid. 
I learned <gasps> no, no, I learned this in science class. We were watching this extremely British video in seventh grade. The narrator was amazing. And they were playing Diamonds Are Forever in the background while he puts this diamond through several steps and then drops it in something and it just... This is painting a very grim picture in my mind. It was really funny. This is also where I learned that pure cesium explodes upon contact with water. Okay. That is one of my life goals is to get a hunk of cesium and throw it in a lake. (laughs) Like, I kid you not. I'm sure that will definitely play into future plots in Steven Universe. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sure none of it will. This is just the weird stuff I learned in seventh grade science. Perfect. You get bored in Wyoming. (laughs) Anyway... Um, iTunes. Because yes. we are hitting the tail end of this episode, and you always know that when the iTunes shout-out happens. Thank you so much to everyone who has commented, who has subscribed, who has left us a review. You guys are the lifeblood of this show. Thank you so much for doing that. Do we have any new reviews? I don't think so, because the most recent one, I wasn't here last week, um, the most recent one we have is from August 4th, so I assume that would have been read last time around by... Uh, C-N-I-R-J. Yeah, I think we did read that one, yeah. Great. I mean, these are all great reviews. You guys are all wonderful. Uh, And we have, like, 30 five-star reviews, which is great. Um, Yeah, you guys are wonderful human beings. Just, you know, keep leaving us those reviews, guys. If you do, you'll get a shout-out on the show. Yeah, if you like the show, if you want to keep us on the air, the best thing you can do, go on to iTunes, find our podcast, search After Buzz Steven Universe, uh, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, and rate us five stars because our producers look at that. And if you leave these comments saying we love listening to this show and they see these five star ratings, they go, okay, you know, we should uh, we should keep the show around. Evidently people like it. Yeah. Um, and if you do leave a review and we get new reviews, we uh, read them out on the show. We are going to be switching to a monthly show at this point because we're getting one episode a week instead of anywhere between four and six. Sure. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah. So we will make an announcement on our various Twitters letting you know what our new day and time slot is. So we'll we'll keep you updated. It'll yeah. be a thing. But yeah, we will not be here next week. It'll be a few weeks until we come back, but we will let you know. In the meantime, Emma, where can the people find you? You can find me all over the internet, like on Twitter and on Instagram and stuff, at my name, Emma Fife, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. If you're listening, that is all F's as in Fred, no S's as in Snake. Uh, you can also find me currently, along with both of these ladies, on the uh, Voltron After Show here on Thursday nights at 10 p.m. at AfterBuzz it's TV. It's 8 p.m. But it's 8 p.m. this week for Ooh, a good because reason. reasons. Because reasons. Uh, also, you can find me on my Sailor Moon podcast. There's a lot of crossover between, you know, Steven Universe and Sailor Moon and Magical Girls. It's great. It's called Love and Justice. It's on iTunes. You should listen to it. That's what I got. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz with these lovely ladies, <laughs> and I write articles for the Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiaje. That is K I A X E T. I'm also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. YouTube is mostly reaction videos and occasionally videos of my cat. So if you want to see what we look like when we're watching these episodes live. That is the place to do it. Uh, We are going to be on the Voltron After Show this Thursday at a special time at 8 p.m., and there is a good reason for that. (laughs) You will just have to tune in and see why. Red vs. Blue is next week, and I think 
all of our regular network shows are coming back in September. Soon. So these sign-offs are about <laughs> to get a lot longer. Um, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We will let you know the day and time of the next one. And in the meantime, we will see you in a few weeks. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. I'm, I'm doing the best I can! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.